1: Pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins, I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Sharks supporter, so we're gonna do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing, and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. Please get in touch with us on our Facebook page, follow us, like us, whatever it takes. We would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as I know this industry is capable of.
0: Hey Gordon, how's it going?
1: Morning Doc, how are you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm fine, thank you, all good. Interesting uh, week we had
1: last week, um, you know, with the Edelman uh, Trust Barometer, which I think was was a fascinating insight into a, a kind of a, a changing global zeitgeist. Uh, I found a lot of it was a wake-up call to me. I mean, I, I would not have predicted half those re- results. And I just, mm. I think we mentioned it, you know, mm. we've gone so far down the rabbit hole of our own Focus on, on, on the world and, and in South Africa in
0: particular, we've forgotten there's a bigger picture out there. Well, yeah. I certainly have, mm. anyway. Yeah, absolutely, Gordon. And I think, you know, we, I mean, again, short of, of summarizing a whole episode, and, you know, if our listeners out there who haven't listened to it, it's a great episode again. But I mean, some of those things, the scary part is that loss of trust in government globally. Uh, and you made the point of some countries that you wouldn't have called. Uh, and secondly, media, you know, and, and I think it's, and, and the interesting thing on the other side, though, is, is the most trusted body is your. Company. So, yeah, again, you know, and and, and I made the point, I think we both made the point at the end, is hopefully that wind of change now, that greater kindness, the greater empathy, the greater care that a lot of organizations were almost forced to do through COVID. Permeates their business and stays with it; that they don't suddenly revert. And I want to use the word in "inverted commas" bad behaviour. Yeah. Not everyone's bad, yeah. uh, and that and that there is a different balance. And we're going to touch on that today. That, you know, seems we're going like to touch key on some of those are
1: emerging again, which is always nice when you get a double lens. Yeah which comes
0: up with, with with similar conclusions, which is very intriguing. Yeah, and so, I mean, just to that end, we're going to welcome our guest, uh, Devashni. Hi, you and I have uh, d- done some stuff in the past. Devashni Murigan is the head of marketing for Accenture into Africa. Uh, Devashni, thanks very much for your time and spending time with us. So we really appreciate it.
2: Thanks, Doc. Uh, glad to be here, excited. Looks like it's going to be an interesting conversation.
0: Yeah, hopefully, you know, and I, and I think we always say it, Gordon, uh, that we have had fantastic guests, you know, over 120 episodes, people with great insights, different insights. And again today, you know, uh, I'm sure it will be another fantastic show for you to share your experiences for a massive organization like Accenture across, mm-hmm. across Africa. And I think straight into it, Division, you just headline, top line, uh, there are four divisions. What do you do from a marketing point of view? And do you work across all four divisions?
2: Yes Uh, so it is incredibly uh, exciting, incredibly busy. Um, So Accenture is a professional services firm and as you've mentioned we've got four divisions and my team and I work across all four of those divisions but we are still a single brand. We have to go to market as Accenture and that's a lot of my job. I've got to make sure that we go into the market, we are breaking down the silos and we're speaking with a single voice. And as you can imagine, um, Doc, a lot of what we do is pretty complex and a lot of what I've got to do is simplify that for the market. We also work across uh, various industries. So we take our services into industries mm-hmm. and then we've got the added complexity of being a uh, an international company.
0: Yeah, and I think, sorry Gordon, just before, and sorry to interrupt you, I think thanks very much for that net And I think part of, Any marketer's job should be to take something that is complex, understand it firstly, and then Mm. simplify it for the market. And so so often, sometimes that part, the simplicity doesn't always happen to the degree that it should do. And so the consumer then has to grapple and battle. And I heard heard an interesting phrase a while ago uh, that a confused mind says no. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, your your job is to make sure that people aren't confused of your offer, because it's easier then to say no and to go to something else. But um, absolutely,
2: I mean, people, you know, if you don't if you don't feel confident in what you've just mm-hmm. heard and you're confused by mm-hmm. it, as opposed to taking time to try to unpack it, it's easier to say no. Yeah. And people generally follow the path of least resist- resistance.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's Festinger's theory of cognitive dissonance. You know, if mm-hmm. if if I don't understand and or even worse, it appears because of my misunderstanding to contradict my worldview, then it is far easier just to reject that and continue with my worldview. But Mm -hmm. I just want to take a step back because... For me, my, my exposure to Accenture over the years goes all the way back to when Accenture was, it was a media auditing group mm-hmm. uh, or the Accenture that I, I engaged with. And um, I'm going to say it without fear or favor, probably some of the most dull, disinteresting <laughs> people I've ever met in my entire 45 years in advertising <laughs> because that's what auditors do. And I'm one, so I'm allowed to say that because <laughs> I do a lot of media auditing. But but the journey from Bean counter. To this, you know, partnership with Drogopharm was fascinating for me. Um, and you know, if you if you think about agencies over the years, I mean, you know, th- that kind of journey was always anchored in someone's name. So Ogilvy, mm-hmm. Footcone Building, FCB, J. You know, J. Walter Thompson. There was always a name right. which drove this kind of creative path. And in the same, uh, in South Africa, King James or whatever. It was mm-hmm. always name driven. So it's intriguing that you know this is this gigantic new. Uh, consultancy agency um, what, what whatever you know the the term is you use is driven off Accenture mm-hmm. so I mean it's a brand journey which is extraordinary in its own right even before we get into some of the yes, detail absolutely.
2: today absolutely and you know it's it's interesting uh, that you mention uh, the uh, historical background we come from but you know the reality is the world is changing and any organization any human being has got to change with it so we've had quite an interesting journey i mean as you can imagine when the creatives walked in and those uh guys behind <laughs> the uh, technical software and all you know all of the very uh, technical ways we approached uh, problems there was a little bit of um uh, what could you say um uh, you, you looked at this and you thought oh my word how how do we How do we come together? And interesting for me, uh, a large part of it started happening a couple of years ago, where uh, Accenture, you know, we went into digital very strongly. um, And these digital guys came with a different way of uh, working, Mm -hmm. and it was quite uncomfortable for a little while. And then um, we found a new way, uh, a new cultural way of defining ourselves which is so important. So interestingly enough, uh, what I'm wearing today, as you can see, jeans, tackies. Uh A couple of years ago, I've never wore that to Accenture. I'd, mm. I'd be dressed like you, Doug. Yeah. Uh, suit. Yeah.
1: He's very conservative, Doug. I that's why I'm
2: here. I knew I
0: was going to see some from Accenture, so I dressed up <laughs> today. I mean, you, know, you never know. Uh,
2: but this is the reality. Yeah. The world has changed, and what's important is the different thinking that comes with those mm. people. And you know, uh, you've got someone that's very rational uh, and you've got the creative mind. And when you bring those two minds together or 10 minds together, whatever the case may be, oh. the impact is astronomical. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know,
1: even if if you go back to my textbook, which I, I think the first edition came out, you know, um, in the 80s somewhere, um, I talked there about logical creativity. And it's a point that, you know, for me, has been forgotten. I think too many people view creative solutions and advertising to be some random event Mm -hmm. which occurs somewhere, you know, in in an unknown universe. Mm. But the truth of it is, is if I sit and reflect on some of the the best minds I've had the privilege of working with over the years, uh, guys like Robin Putter, Robin Putter's reasoning power was extraordinary. And and we could follow the reasoning journey up to a point. And I would continue along the reason path. Yeah. But mm. his mind was just so wired to creative solutions that he would find the path less traveled by. And I think that's the magic of it. It's not creativity. It's not the absence of reason. It's the no. unique application of reason, which I think is, is the real magic. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And you know, uh, that's such an interesting point. Because as you know, we have now acquired uh, King James. Mm and i've had the privilege of working with alistair king mm-hmm. and as i watch him he's got such a reasoned mind but like you say he goes along that path mm. and then he opens up this world uh that you're like wow how did all of that come yeah, together yeah. he brings in that creativity and for me, as, um, as a marketer, I often tell people, because they expect me to be the super creative person, mm. and I'm not, I'm more of a reasoned mm. uh, analytical person. But I do know a good idea when I see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I can follow yeah. that reason. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think it's an interesting point that you make The Divishi, uh, from the previous chat we had a few months ago, Gordon. We had Hayden Townsend yes. from mm-hmm. the interactive side of your business. And we spoke specifically that it was just as that King James acquisition was coming through. Yes. And we spoke two themes that came out of it. And again, for our listeners, you know, if you're interested, listen to this episode, but then also go back and find the one from Hayden Townsend. Hayden talks about uh, using creativity to solve complex business problems exactly. and the second part of that discussion is around martech but a real understanding you know in other words not just having a cmo having a buzzword saying you know we're going to do martech and there's a, yes. a bit of a metaverse and web3 and you know anyone can get away with it but the moment you start scratching a little bit deeper you get found out so that's a very interesting episode and, and again just to alistair king i met him a few weeks ago i was in Cape Town on the same speaking bill if you like there was a conference and he was chatting just before i and i spent some time with him so very interesting talking about that and again to our listeners out there it'll be interesting to watch their journey that merger between the king james creativity some of the analytical technical operational strengths of of accenture so yeah i mean well done on that uh, and obviously you know i wish you guys only the best going forward on on that journey
2: and doc you know i just want to you know to touch on hayden's point in terms of using creativity to solve critical and complex business problems. Often, you know, people have this uh, very unilateral view of creativity and they think about it in the context of advertising. And to be a good creative, you create a good ad. Mm. It's not that. It's about how you think, how Mm. you merge different uh, parts of a challenge together, different parts of a solution together Mm. to come up with something unique. Yeah. Unique and beautiful and exciting.
0: And, and I think, you know, the point you're making, Devoshni, we've also touched on, and it's a universal issue around the role of marketing. You know, yeah. so often marketing as a discipline is marketing equals advertising. Yes. You know, and that's not correct because you spoke now about the analytical side. So even creativity doesn't always just equal Advertising yes. creativity equals advertising creativity mm-hmm. uh, problem solving a uh, uh, design so thinking many elements. Uh, 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 a web diagram spider diagram a Venn diagram. Mm-hmm. There's lots of things that can come mm-hmm. out of a word. It's the application and how you guide the th- the particular audience yeah. around around using that. So you're yeah, absolutely, and I think it's such an important point for marketers out there mm-hmm. to just take off those blinkers you know to start thinking actually and saying the world of marketing is as wide as you want it to be in yes. fact marketing equals business exactly. not advertising you know what i mean that that's that's i suppose yeah the
1: absolutely and, and i think that you know but th- there are complications though on creator you know in the creative universe at the moment so in the past you could come up with a great creative idea and even if you had fired the warning shots um you know, which were, you know, this is going to upset somebody out there. Upsetting people was was a bonus. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. That's what you did. You know, you got in people's face.
2: That's why, for me, diversity of thought mm. is so important in a room. Mm. You know, um, what I value in my team is actually when we don't agree with each other, mm. when we have different ways of uh, looking at a, um, at a campaign, yeah. at something we want to take out to market. Because uh, what is... Uh, you know, run of the mill for me and it wouldn't even ruffle a feather might have completely different consequences for someone else. Mm. In fact, uh, often at Accenture, um, a few years ago, I used to do, um, you know, uh, our induction and we used to talk about social media. Mm. And I used to say to the guys that were coming in, we want you to be out on social media. We want you to express yourself. Mm. But you've got to do it within... You know, you've got to apply reason. If mm. it's not something you would say to a person, yeah, yeah. it's not something you want to be saying on social media. Mm. But also, if you're uncertain, don't ask the person that's most like you.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Ask someone who's got a completely different background. Mm. Com- someone you probably wouldn't even speak to. Maybe that person makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Ask them, what do they think of your post?
0: Yeah. You're listening to The Dark and the Guru. Proudly brought to you by Infinity Media. No, and you're 100% right. And I think, you know, I guess one of the benefits of, of living in a very complex society like South Africa mm-hmm. is we grow up and we're growing up with this mm-hmm. notion of understanding, deep understanding of differences of people and then looking for those non-obvious similarities, you know, as opposed to the obvious difference, you know. I mean, the most obvious thing you see is, is gender, race. Uh, and, and then you start getting into the things that are, you know, uh, an and age, I guess. And then the things that are non-obvious, you know, you don't know what you share in common with that person. And often it's those, you know, we've chatted on the show before about those deep things around um, a very deep religious link, as an example, that the person doesn't display overtly. But once you get into that, you find you have a very deep connection with somebody that on the surface mm-hmm. is naught for three. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's, and I think you make a very good point there from a marketing point of view. Um, I was just looking a little bit on in terms of one of the big pieces of work that, that has come out of Accenture of late is the Fjord Report 2022. It's got five trends. Let's just, and again, we don't have the time to unpack each of them. And again, for our listeners out there, please go onto the site. The whole report is there, as well as the exact summary. Pull it down. It makes for fascinating reading in terms of, of the world we're living in and the world of tomorrow. So let's just look at at a few of those. I mean, the first one is... Come as you are, you know, and that's talking about people having a different view of uh of, of the world mm-hmm. now. I guess the two years people are reassessing their values and uh, and you spoke about, you know, just a, a thing. And I want to say a simple thing. It's not really a simple thing like a dress code because mm-hmm. it speaks a lot about the, the organization. So let's just talk a little bit about your notion and, and what you've seen in your workplace. It's come as you are, how the differences are, are manifesting themselves.
2: Well, you know, um, the last two years have given us as individuals the unique opportunity to get to know ourselves better, you know, um, and also look at what we enjoy doing. And a lot of people have come up with what we call the side hustle. Mm. And so, you know, um, we as organizations, we as individuals have to look at what different people are bringing uh, in terms of what they want to do what brings them joy you know uh, the world of work is no longer as simple as you show up at work from eight o'clock to five o'clock you do your job and then it's over Mm. these worlds have integrated and those side hustles those um, things that people love those hobbies all of that comes to the fore. I mean, and that's one way of looking as, at uh, come as you are. And like you said, there's so many other ways. Mm, yeah. uh, you know, I no longer talking about the dress code. Often when I sit with uh, my CEO, this is exactly how I'm dressed when I see him. Mm, and yeah. a couple of years ago, that would have been completely taboo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Look, I mean, come, come as you are. I mean, there's always a balance, you know, if I'm reflecting back to, you know, the early days of advertising or my early days in advertising in the 70s, um, there was a, there was a large measure of, of come as what you want to be. Mm-hmm. At some point, you know, I mean, you, you you were kind of projecting yourself into a role. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one has to be cautious. Whilst, whilst I love the integrity of come as you are, mm-hmm. there must be an element of come as you want to be or come as you think your client would like you to be. So at the end of the day, I, I mean to a large degree in advertising, we Mm role-play. I'm capable of role-playing. I think that's that's a skill set which is not taught enough or which is not encouraged enough. So, you know, I don't think my clients, if I'm, you know, we talked about it earlier. I mean, if I was pitching on a bank I would go dressed appropriately for yeah. that so occasion. Sure. I wouldn't pitch up at the bank in my slops and yeah. t-shirt, you know. Mm-hmm. You can do that. In fact, I went to Cape Town uh, to pitch on a, on a tech business uh, just just before lockdown, mm. and I and I dressed pretty groovy. I thought I had my jeans and my t-shirt. Mm. And all the Cape Town guys were laughing at me. He's like, "Where's your shorts? You yeah. you know why yeah. did you dress up?" You yeah. know, so yeah. Yeah. there's a rhythm to it all, but you yeah, come as you are. I love yeah. I love the mm. integrity of it. Um, But, yeah, we've we've got to learn to role play as well.
2: No, and I think that's such an important uh, point because, and especially for our youngsters out there leaving universities, you know, coming into the workplace, that idea of where do you want to be and how do you project yourself, because that's going to be helpful in terms of you getting there. Mm. So I think absolutely there's got to be a balance to, to this.
0: Yeah. And I think, that, um, yeah, and um, and again, you know, we can continue because it's such, mm-hmm. there are such interesting points that we're making and and life points, I'd like to think, and, and skills that people can take. The second point out of that report is the end of, end of abundance thinking. In other words, you know, this whole consumption pattern people have looked at and said, well, do I really need it? Am yes. I buying differently? Uh, and and, and what, is, what is the right thing for me to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you have a view on, on, on that.
2: I think it's Absolutely critical. Uh, it's critical because, you know, overconsumption and unnecessary consumption has had such a negative inf- impact on our environment. Um, you know, there's, we've got to be thinking more holistically in terms of what I do has an impact on my neighbor, has an impact on people I work with, has an impact on my com- community. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, at one point it was just about ac- acquisition getting more things, getting the latest. But I think we, we actually, that for me, and this is a personal perspective, is a very dangerous road mm. to be on, because you're never gonna have enough. Yeah. So I actually, this particular point from the Fewer Trends really resonates with me uh, personally. Mm. Because as, as individuals, as consumers, what we buy, what we uh, use, we must think about what's the impact of that. Yeah. Personally, I must tell you, I'm one of those people who um, will really consider, do I need a new dinner service, yeah. um, you know, n- new plates and cups mm. when I've already got something that works and people can eat in it, yeah. whereas my mum, from a different generation, mm. had a special service for when guests mm. came, a special service for this, and yeah. it's too much. In yeah. fact, uh, I was saying to my husband the other day, it's so unfortunate that my mum did so much shopping. Because I can't buy anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, just, yeah. just an aside though, Gordon, as a, a, a division, and I were on a call a few weeks or a few months ago on, on a totally different matter. And uh, like we all do, you know, you order from various services and <laughs> So, 60, 60 from Checkers had arrived. And uh, the problem is, she was saying, just can you excuse me? Like, again, you know, Zoom and, you know, we've mm-hmm. all done it. Please, just, I just got to sort this out. And so she goes there and she says, oh, no, man, it's got a problem. The guys doubled up on my order. So I said, no, well, if you, I'm going to phone up Neil Schroeder at Checkers and say, you got a new service, Checkers 120 120. <laughs> so, yeah, but as you say, you know, sometimes you do look at it uh, and mm-hmm. say, You know, do I really need it? And I I think that's a healthy way to look at things, you know, Absolutely. I mean, Um, I think
1: this is the part of the collapse of the the concept of the nuclear family, two mm -hmm. adults, two children, Mm. which is a nice idea for sustainability. But if you, the four of you consume, you know, 20 times the amount that you actually require... Mm-hmm. Um, you, you you're no better off. You might as well have twenty children. You know. I mean. So mm-hmm. I think overconsumption is uh, is really an issue. Uh, intriguingly, on the on the sixty sixty thing, I'm quite enjoying the current campaign, uh, looping back to the past with with Rion mm-hmm. uh reading the the news saying it's now been officially reported that sixty sixty is cheaper than driving to your. Uh, yeah. To your local store, so yeah. it was quite a, a quite an amusing uh, loop back into the past. I mean, I can't remember when last I heard Crave <laughs> Hawkins' uh, yeah. voice on on radio. I almost you know, I had to stop and retune for a moment. <laughs> but nice campaign, well done, guys. I think it's it's a it's an intriguing mm-hmm. um, little insight into that sixty sixty business, which is already front running in so many yeah. spaces. Yeah.
0: Speaking of, of frontiers, though, I mean the one. And one of the big things, and I don't don't want to say the biggest thing, but certainly a big thing is is the whole metaverse. And that's Mm -hmm. come out of the Fjords Trends as well, Uh, understanding where your customers are, the whole new marketing marketplace. So what's your view on uh, just a quick one-liner on on the metaverse?
2: So, you know, uh, Doc, for me, I am so grateful that I am a marketer in this day and age because it's like standing on the precipice of a new frontier. Mm. I cannot wait to see what we're going to do in this new world. And uh, we have already started thinking about how we use uh, the metaverse in our execution of uh, campaigns, mm. in our execution of client events. Mm. Um, you know, they, it's, there's so much potential mm. uh, and there's so much fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, love, I love looking at the different mm-hmm. avatars yeah. um, that are coming through. So uh, incredibly excited. And I think that uh this is it's a landmark moment and i'm incredibly excited to be able to be a part of it
0: yeah, I think it is, and yeah, you know, and again, I'm not a certainly no expert in it, and I've, I've scratched the surface a little bit, but I mean, it's almost that blurring of so many layers, one of which is is high definition gaming. You yes. know what I mean? So you look at the world, and again, I'm not a computer gamer. You know, Gordon, we used to play pinball at the corner the corner shop, you know, and and uh, asteroids. Those are that's and giving was, away I my age. You know, we had that was black and white screen asteroids. But I mean, the point of the story is, we've been around enough younger people who are and have played high-definition computer games. So it'll be interesting to see that flock of marketers coming in with already that that predisposition. They already understand avatars. They understand graphics. They understand, you know, uh, 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 1st person views and all kinds of stuff and all you now overlay i say all you do it's a, it's a lot is the marketing part of it and then the real estate the selling and i've seen some of those prices already of selling of of real estate in in the metaverse yeah
1: well i mean the metaverse obviously uh, one will now have to re- uh, acquire some Zuck bucks i'm following the Zuck bucks mm-hmm. this is the uh, the new uh, uh currency that uh, mr zuckerberg has uh has invented we'll see how far he gets with the Zuckbucks bucks because his, his other currency i think bombed out. what what was his other proposed currency uh
2: I'd- yeah, I whatever.
1: Cool. But yeah, no, coming back to the pinball, I'm afraid, uh, Doc, I was a bit of a porker back in the days, so <laughs> I, I managed to tilt. Uh, the guys don't, always tilt play,
0: don't, don't, don't tilt! Don't tilt the machine! I just had to lean on the machine. And, <laughs> see, and I the has like got idea no idea what we're talking, talking about. I am so lost. You, you <laughs> don't understand. You see, this is a different generational. The nice thing about our show, there's a little bit for every generation in the yes, show. Now, absolutely. a pinball machine was a machine that sat in, invariably, the corner cafe, with mm-hmm. a little silver ball that went around bounced around a few pieces of elastic and it, at an angle and obviously the ball would come down now to stop the ball you would push the machine or you'd lift it slightly and try to guide it and invariably the shop owner would shout across the counter don't don't, don't the machine yeah. <laughs> and there were no cryptocurrencies so you, had for, a, you had to put real money and yeah, tickies yeah. So and five trick, pieces trick, yeah. Yeah. So for our younger listeners out there, that's a quick lesson in pinball. <laughs> Uh But, I mean, back to you, back to the last two trends. And I'm also cognizant of the time. Mm-hmm. We're having such a, a great chat. Yes. The fourth one is this much is true. People are now saying, well, I don't know. Is it true? Do mm-hmm. I trust you? You know, there's a large degree. And, Gordon, we spoke about the Edelman Trust Report. Mm-hmm. Um, people are saying, how do I know that? So, I don't know if you have a view in terms of, of people questioning the answers.
2: It is, I, I think it's, it's so important for people to do. I'm one of those that, mm. uh, you know, before, I do recall when I first started working, and uh, the first time someone gave me a contract to sign a medical aid insurance, I didn't even read it. Yeah. I just, I said, where do I sign? I was so, and people were like that. They were so open. But over the years, we have learned that you cannot take things for granted. Whatever it is, I mean, there's been the whole issue of fake news. Mm. Uh, so many, uh, and I think it's it's best for people to question. It's best to be a critical thinker. Mm. And it helps us be better, mm. be better human beings, be better corporates, um, and think about each other. Yeah. Very important to it's, it's a healthy
1: development. I mean, I think, mm. you know, I, I have the privilege, obviously, having grandchildren or watching a generation of my kids and my friends' kids raising Raising children, and I think they're better parents because they—they, they, you know, I was not encouraged by my father to ask too many questions. Too many mm-hmm. questions, I get a clip around the ear. Mm. So, yeah. you know, we need to encourage kids to say it is okay to question. Yes, we can have rules about the manner in which you question. What is a polite question? What is a not a polite question, mm-hmm. etc. But the principle should never, never be forgotten. And I think we need to instill that. In the next generation of South Africans, if we look at the yes. threat to our democracy. If we have a generation of young people who feel that they're not allowed to question or they shouldn't question or they don't know how to question, then we've got problems on our hands. So I, th- I think uh, it's it's a really important initiative. And, and that goes for advertising as well. I should mm-hmm. be able to question the content of an advertising, the old days of, you know. In media these are my principles and you know if you don't like them I've got others yeah so yeah. That, that's gone you can't you can't think like that anymore
2: and you know questioning doesn't mean disrespect yeah exactly it means about getting to a common place of understanding mm. and I think that's absolutely mm. critically important especially I mean talking as a mother I've got two young boys and I I want them to question me respect uh, respectfully uh, but I want us to have conversations. Mm
0: but it's the culture you create and i think you made the point earlier around an organizational culture and again you know some organizations still today do not have a questioning culture Mm -hmm. you know it's still very much a hierarchical this is how it is now you made the point earlier that people are changing individuals are changing And I think COVID is a catalyst, but I think it's been coming for a while. Uh, There there are different generations of people coming through the system. But organizations themselves also need to create that culture where you need, much like you as a mother and as a family unit, there's no doubt you at some stage have to or have told your children, it's okay to, you've got a dialogue, it's okay to question. This mm-hmm. is how we can question. This is why we can question. This is this. These are the kind of outcomes, you know. So you've got to create that safety net because, in the absence of that, you know, people don't know. And certainly in organisations, you know, and I've worked in some great and some shocking organisations mm-hmm. where you certainly questioning is not on the agenda. You know, it's um, you know, it's uh, and, and I mean, we we used to joke about uh, the buy-in principle. You know, mm-hmm. I tell you and you buy in. You yes. know, and and that's obviously not the way it, sh- it should be. But yeah. The question just time was uh, the last one and I think we touched on it a little bit already on the field report is handled with care so in other words the rise of kindness more EQ in businesses understanding people uh, you got a view on, on that for, from your experience
2: For me again super super important and I actually think these two trends play off each other yeah. you know um, because as you question you know there's an understanding that's built mm. and you get a sense of what people want and uh, don't want. I think it's absolutely critical. The one thing I am really, um, you know, very, very positive about that has come out of this uh, pandemic is us understanding understanding the mental health of our people. Mm. And um, at Accenture, we spend a lot of time, um, you know, uh, particularly, I can say absolutely for my team, understanding where people are at, yeah. wh- wh- what are you feeling? Mm. And there was a time in business where you could never yeah. discuss that, mm. But I find it's so important, mm. and personally, as um, an individual, I do so much better yeah. when someone asks me, mm. "How are you doing? Can I help you with that? Yeah. Um, you know what? You've had a tough day as a mum. Take some time out. We'll be here tomorrow. Yeah. We can do this."
1: Yeah, and 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 I think you know you have to go beyond the posturing. It's 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 literally got to put become a point where I can acknowledge that I'm struggling without having. Mm loss of face if exactly. my boss asked me you know 30 years ago how are you doing i would never have said i'm no. struggling because yeah. in my mind i'm thinking okay that's that's a losing statement so mm. not mm-hmm. fit for management so i was like all oh, and bring me more no it's fine just load me up you yeah, know yeah. and we mm-hmm. punished ourselves um, but i i again i think it's a very healthy uh, kind of regard for the value of people in the business, and I think, in an, as the industry, we kind of lost sight of people for a while. So I, I'm thrilled to hear this narrative playing mm.
0: back in again.
2: And the truth is, we're nowhere we without yeah. our people. Yeah. Mm. And, I mean,
0: the crazy part, of course, every organization says, you know, at the reception, you know, there's always like a heart or some symbol. Our customers are at the heart of our business and yeah. we love our employees. Well, most companies yeah. do that. But I mean, you know, when rubber hits the road, sometimes, you know, it's not always the case. And, and, and just an interesting aside, I mean, one of the very interesting points I, I, I came across a guy, Professor Andy Andrews, Andy was head of its Business School lately, Henley, uh, he did a lot of work with us. And Andy often said to us, he said, if you want to see the importance people place on their business, just ask them for a set of minutes, management or board minutes, and see where things stack up. Invariably, it'll be the chairman's address and finance first up. And then there'll be maybe a sales or strategy. And always last will be HR, guaranteed, fact. And he said, so how then did you guys say your people are the most important when it's the 15th item on the agenda? And after item mm-hmm. eight... People are already tired and checking Exhausted. out. And that's how, and, and that's just an interesting little observation. And he often said, he said, but show me the company that puts it right up front. And why don't they? Why don't they discuss it? Because mm-hmm. everyone wants to discuss the numbers. And the irony of the income statement, all it does is it tells you what the weather did yesterday. Yeah. It doesn't give you a forecast of the future. It's just a report of yesterday. So anyway, but besides that, um, we're running out of time, Gordon. We're having yep. such fun here. Do have any one last question from my side, and then I'll leave it to Gordon. Your career path and your lessons that you have for younger listeners out there. You told us off air you started as an academic and today you're running the marketing for Accenture Africa. Just take us through that path. It sounds like it's a very interesting journey.
2: You know, uh, Doc, it it was an interesting journey um, and there were ups and downs. But uh, to your point, I started off uh, lecturing marketing at uh, at WITS uh, University. And then I realized I didn't have enough world experience so that's what um what made me leave but i loved i loved the thinking that happens in research and academia Uh, from there i actually had quite a number of years of questioning myself Mm. because i didn't fit the normal mold of let me become an assistant brand manager brand manager uh, marketing manager category director and i used to beat myself up thinking oh my god i'm never going to have the career i want to have because i've taken you know these Uh, lateral moves, I've worked in different industries, but actually now today, as I sit in this role, I'm so grateful that I had those experiences, Mm -hmm. that I was exposed to so many different parts of marketing, because it helps me be more critical in what I do on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So I think to uh, the youngsters out there, don't be afraid to take chances, and don't feel like you've got to follow a particular path. Take every opportunity and put your all into it and take the learnings. That's very important. Take what you learn from there and look at how you can translate that elsewhere.
1: It's a great way uh, to sum it up and a great uh, place, I think, to leave off. So to the young people out there, yeah. And and coming back very quickly to the, uh, the marketing awards, again, just to appeal to the young people. We know last year we were both a little disappointed that there wasn't enough buy-in from young people for young emerging marketers who were yeah. about to make a name for themselves so to those guys, you know, take the advice today, don't be afraid what what can possibly happen throw your throw your hat into the into the ring and uh, and put your names forward and uh, the worst that can happen is you don't win the award
0: mm-hmm. yeah, but you won't know until you've tried and I think that's and we made that point last year, so again, yeah, you know. Devoshni, you and I are involved with the Marketing Achievement Awards, Accenture's uh, the, the headline category sponsor of Organization of the Year. So again, you know, we don't unfortunately have much time to discuss that now, but I mean, that's going to be an interesting uh, thing. And, and I mean, that'll be, that'll be very interesting. But to young marketers out there. Devoshni, in closing, thanks very much for your time. We really appreciate it. It was a fascinating chat. Uh, again, the Fjord Report on the Accenture main site. Download it uh, and read it. It's very interesting. Thanks for your time. We appreciate it.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: And to all the listeners out there, let's keep talking. And so that was another episode of The Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get a hold of us on Facebook, like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get a hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Mateus. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show.
1: Thanks, Doc, and it's uh, Gordon Miller, the guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media, and I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word, this is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo, and we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time.
0: The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.